<laughs> but I do want to thank you for being here today. Um, if you came in after we greeted you, um, we are honored that you're here today. If this is your first time with us, thank you so much. If this is your first time in a long time, it's great to see you back. Um, and then those of you that are joining us online today, especially if you would consider Keystone Church to be your church, um, I want to encourage you to stay tuned uh, in throughout the sermon today, um, even towards the end as well, where we um, close out. Uh, this is important for me and for you uh, as we move forward today. Um, let me say this very cautiously and carefully um, before I begin today's sermon. Um, in the end of February, beginning of March 2020, we began to experience a global pandemic. And for the, almost the last two years, we've been uh, experiencing that. <clears throat> to my knowledge, I have not addressed um, the pandemic from in any sort of preaching, in any sort of way. Um, today, I'm going to do that. Um, so I want to say this um, 100%. Um, that I respect this um, pandemic and this virus for what it does. And um, anything that I say today um, is with that filter in place. Does that make sense? I'm not a denier. I'm not a, I'm not a, a far, I'm not a far that way, and I'm not a far that way. That's my, that's my goal in these types of things. Um, but I just want to say that as a caveat. And I think you'll understand as we preached through the sermon today, you will understand why I made that statement at the beginning. Um, I plan on preaching this message, and I'll be honest with you, I've preached this text before. Um, I've preached at a high school graduation in 2018 or 2019, 2018, which would have been right after our church was started. I preached this for a New Year's sermon, this text. Um, but I did not preach this outline. This is a brand fresh outline, brand new and fresh outline. But every time we're at a new year, I always think about this text. And it, it, it's drawn me back often. And we're going to be in Joshua chapter 1. Now, we're 40 weeks into Mark. I'm sure you're okay that we're going to be in Joshua today. We're going to not be in Mark next week either. But we're coming back to Mark the, that, that third uh, week. We got, we're going to finish it out. But... Uh, not in one week, but we're going we're gonna to pick back up. Joshua chapter 1. If you know the timeline of what's taken place, the children of Israel, I won't go too far back on the timeline, but all the way back to the time of Joseph, they wound up in Egypt. Okay? And uh, remember, Joseph... Uh, was able to become second in command. He was able to get food for, for them so they would not die and perish. And so uh, that is where the uh, Egyptian connection um, takes place. But they stay in Egypt. There uh, was a new pharaoh who did not remember Joseph. He did not understand it, did not know what had taken place. And he begins to be threatened by the children of Israel. And so he puts them into slavery. God sends a man named Moses. All right, God sends a man named Moses. Moses' job is to bring and lead the people out of bondage, out of slavery, out of Egypt. Uh, we actually did a series on the life of Moses, and we talked about that 40 years. You remember, he, his life was kind of in 40-year increments. And, um, and so 40 years in the palace, 40 years wandering, 40 years leading. Um, and he leads them out 
of the land of Egypt, out of bondage, out of slavery, and into the promised land. And if you remember the children of Israel, they should have been so grateful and thankful to be out of bondage and into the wilderness. Um, but they weren't. They complained and they murmured and they griped and they complained and they murmured and they griped and God would give them water and food anyway. And Moses led them through that. Moses was their leader. He stood before God in place of the children of Israel and he stood before the children of Israel in place of God. He was their leader. Moses in his sin as he uh, struck the rock instead of speaking to the rock, the punishment for Moses was that he would not cross over into the promised land, the land that he had been leading the children of Israel to for all these years. In fact, he would die in Deuteronomy chapter 34, the final chapter right before Joshua chapter 1. On Mount Nebo, Moses would die. He could see the land of Canaan, but he would not possess it. And so that's the backdrop today as we begin our text and our sermon title, Strong and Courageous. Now, I've planned for this to be a sermon as I prayed throughout this week, as this week kind of took place, I texted um, the guys and I said, listen, I feel like this is really what needs to be our theme moving into 2022. Strong and courageous. It needs to be more than just a sermon, okay? And so by God's grace and with God's help, I want to preach a sermon today that I hope uh, gets us prepared for this year. And when we see that pretty cool graphic, by the way, I didn't make it. I found it. Didn't steal it. It was free. But anyway, um, when we see that super cool dude right there, that we will be reminded to be strong and courageous. Can we look at our text this morning? Joshua chapter 1, verse 1, after the death of Moses. Okay, So Moses has died. The servant of the Lord. It came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people, to the land which I am giving to them, the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you, as I said to Moses. From the wilderness uh, and this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, and to the great sea, toward the going down of the sun, shall be your territory." No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Be strong, Joshua, and of a good courage. For to this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Joshua, only be strong and very courageous, that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left that you may prosper wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you you go. What a one of my favorite portions of scripture. This is a portion of scripture that literally we could just read, pause, reread, and pause, and reread, and it preaches itself. 
And so my job today is to let the text inspire us. Can we pray together? Heavenly Father, speak through your word. Holy Spirit, would you be in control of not only the words that I say, but the way that I say them? God, would you have your Holy Spirit uh, control the ears and hearts of the listeners this morning, the minds that we would take your word and that we would apply it to our lives today? It's in your precious name we pray. Amen. I want us to see, first of all, as it relates not only to the children of Israel and not only to the context in which it was written, but how it relates to us today in our present day context. I want us to see, number one, the reality of processing the past. The reality of processing the past. The first two verses, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass, the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. For the Israelites, they had just experienced a significant loss. This was the man that that led. Okay, this was the man that when when they didn't know what to do, he would come with the answer. This was the man that little children grew up saying, "Watch where that guy goes because God is leading that guy, and we will follow as he leads. This was a significant loss. The man who had led them out of that Egyptian bondage, and while, yes, for 40 years they wandered in the wilderness, and an entire, uh, an entire uh, group of them passed away in the wilderness, a generation, there was still the appreciation and the acknowledgement of just how significant Moses was as the leader of the children of Israel. And this man Moses had died. Died on the mountain right before they were to possess this land. And by the way, we think about the promised land and it's all flowers and roses and unicorns. Okay? But you remember the promised land, put yourself in their shoes. They had sent the spies over. Right, Ten of those spies came back scared to death. So it's not like they were like, okay, Joshua, come take us on our victory lap. No, this was more like we're having a brand new leader to lead us into this unknown area that we have no idea what is about to take place. And this was a significant reality and a major reality that they had to process the man who had represented God to them was no longer with them and how were they going to move forward were they going to allow the absence of Moses to derail the plans that God had for them were they going to scatter in fear not knowing who their next leader would be what was going to take place and they had a lot to process and may I say while this not while while it is not apples and apples. These past 22 months have forced many of us and all of us really to process a lot. We were thrust into a global pandemic and it wasn't just the reality of the pandemic that we've had to process but it is the reality of social media and opinions, the heightened awareness that has taken place over the last 22 months. 
If I can be real this morning, there are family members who no longer speak to other family members because they differ on the way they view this pandemic. That's sad. There are church members who left their churches because of their differing views regarding the pandemic. It happened to us. And there are friends who are no longer friends with their friends because of their differing views regarding this pandemic. By the way, as the pastor of this church, I am super aware that there are differing views within our church body on the pandemic. Believe me, I know. It's like straddling the, the, the fence as a, as a pastor. It's like, oh yeah, I know, I get it. Yep, yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know, I get it. I know, I get it. Side note, this is in my notes, so this is not me going off on a rabbit trail. Usually when I say that, it's not in my notes. Y'all can just be like, all right, Josh, stop. May we, I'm going to read it. That's how, that's how much I plan to do. Side note. May we all be mature enough adults and followers of Jesus to value personal friendships, family, and the unity of this church more than our opinions about a virus that no one seems to have an answer for. Can I, thank you. Can I say it one more time? May we all be mature enough adults and followers of Jesus to value personal friendships, family, and the unity of this church more than our opinions about a virus that no one seems to have an answer for. And I mean that. By the way, no side has an answer for it. This seems to become one side versus the other. But all this to say, for our church family, the reality is that roughly half of the life of our church has been lived through a global pandemic. I, I thought about that uh, this, this week as I was preparing, and I wanted, I'm probably will post something this week to just maybe some pastor friends or some church members that are, that are around that I may be friends with, disconnected, or, or throughout the, the country. If, if you are in a church that is like five years old or less or six years old or less, and your church is still in existence through two years of a global pandemic, like that is saying something. There are churches closing doors. There are churches that have closed. There are churches that still will be closing their doors. A couple of my friends here locally, doors have had to be shut on their churches. And I just praise God and I thank God that we are still here, man. And not only are we still here, but by God's grace and, and through, his, through his loving kindness and his mercies that are new every morning, we are thriving through it. And I th today we're going to have starting point. And there were 15 people signed up for starting point. A couple have had to, to drop out uh, because they couldn't be here. But we have 15. That's incredible. God is, God is growing and God is sending. And we understand we're still in this situation where many of you are watching online. And, and if everyone that's watching online were able to be here today, we would completely pack out this church and have to bring in more chairs for the back. And I thank God for that. But this pandemic has changed people. This past, you know, the children of Israel had to deal with this situation, this, this thing that had happened in their past. Well, and it changed them. Well, this pandemic has has changed us. It has had a major impact on the mental health of our society. It has taken people from us 
People have, have died from this virus who, who would not have died if this virus did not exist. Some of them family members maybe of yours or friends or, or, or acquaintances of yours. We have a past that we must process. And just like the Israelites, we must answer these questions. How are we going to move forward? Are we going to allow the presence of a global pandemic to derail the plans that God has for our lives? Are we going to scatter in fear, not knowing what is next? Thankfully, the remainder of this text was sent to encourage the original audience, the children of Israel and Joshua, but I believe today was sent for us. As we see secondly this morning, the call to press forward to the future. The call to press forward to the future. Joshua chapter 1, back in our text, the end of the second verse. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people, to the land which I am giving to them, the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you. As I said to Moses, from the wilderness in this Lebanon as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, to the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. May I say this this morning, God's answer was very clear. The past, Moses was gone, there was, uh, there was, uh, uh, there was some uncertainty And God's answer was clear. My plans for you have not changed. In fact, the promise that he gives to Joshua here mirrors the promise that he gave to Moses years ago. When he gave them the vision of leading the children of Israel out of the bondage of, in Egypt through the wilderness and through the, in, into the promised land. He mirrors the promise to Joshua. My plans for you have not changed, God says. I brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of slavery. I fed you when you were desperate for food in the desert. I gave you water when you were thirsty and had no water in the desert. I brought you to this land of Canaan. You're at the, you're at the door of it, and my plans for you have not changed. I want you to possess this land. I want you to move forward with all the confidence in the world. I want you to look to the right and I want you to look to the left. I want you to look from the east and to the west and I want you to look at all these people and places that you know are contained in this land of Canaan and I want you to possess it. I want you to move forward with all the confidence in the world. Now God says this to the children of Israel, but church family, I know these past two years have been difficult. I know it's continuing. And by the way, caveat, I understand that it's not over. Pause. Completely understand that. However, however, I am calling us to move forward, not with all the self-confidence that we can muster up, but I am calling us to move forward as a church with all of the God-confidence that we can muster up. You see, if our confidence is in ourselves as we move forward as a church, then as soon as we fail, our confidence will be gone. But if we, our confidence is in God, then that is an unlimited, uh, unlimited supply. 
As we move forward, we cannot live in the past. We cannot live paralyzed by our emotions. We cannot live in defeat this morning. I firmly believe that in 2022, God is calling us to press forward with all the confidence in the world. Two words, strong and courageous. We're going to get there. By God's grace, this church can process our past. We can be secure in our present. And we can press forward with confidence into our future. How can we do that? How can we do that? That's thirdly this morning. How can we do that? The confidence from his promised presence. The confidence. Let's continue in our text. That's always a good thing to do in a sermon. Continue in the text. Joshua chapter 1 and verse 5. As he finishes out that verse. As I was with Moses, Joshua, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. May I say it this way if you, if you take notes? We can only press forward in God's plan when we press forward with his presence. God, if your presence does not go with me, do not send me. I won't go. But God, if you promise to be there, and you promise that you're going to be with me, then I will move forward. I will move forward with your plan. I will move forward in your plan. And so the contingency there, the if, is not on me. The if is on God. God, if you will be with me, then I will move forward. Well, can I say this? There's a God who has already answered the if. He answered it with a simple statement. I will not leave you nor forsake you. And these children of Israel definitely needed the assurance that God would continue to be with them as he was when Moses led them. He needed to, to, to make sure they understood that their leader truly was God and not Moses. And church, may I say this, we can move forward. Even if we don't think we can, even if you don't think you can, you can move forward. God is still God. The God of 2019 was the same God in 2020, was the same God in 2021, and he is continuing to be God even today. And he will be the God of your future. You see, we can trust we can trust him. We can move forward and we can be, uh, we can be uh, strong and courageous in 2022 because we have a God who is going to be present and active in our lives. In fact, in case you're like, oh, he said that in the Old Testament to the children of Israel. Well, what about for us in the New Testament here? Let's look at Hebrews in chapter 13 and verse 5. This is actually the more popular uh, of, the, of the text. For he himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. This is not a time for me to jump off into the doctrine of the Holy Spirit this morning, but that is the doctrine of the Holy Spirit. Is God saying, I will not ever leave you. I will give you my spirit. God is never going to call us to do something and not provide us the confidence of his presence. 
The biggest calling that we have as individuals and the biggest calling and the greatest calling that we have as a church is the great commission to go and make disciples, correct? Guess what bookends the great commission? Before he says it, he says, all authority has been given to me in heaven and earth. And he gives us the great commission to go and make disciples. Guess what he closes the great commission with? He says, lo, I am with you always. Even to the end of the age. God has promised to those of us who are followers of Jesus, God has promised us his presence. That he will never leave. By the way, if you struggle today about whether or not you can lose your salvation, may I say a study of the Holy Spirit will secure you in the fact that if Jesus Christ saved your soul and he gave you his spirit, that his spirit will never leave you and will never forsake you. But it doesn't end there. God says, I'm going to be with you. I'm going to be with you. I'm going to do my part. And he has a challenge for them, fourthly, this morning. The challenge is to be spiritually healthy. Wow. The challenge is to be spiritually healthy. Joshua chapter 1, back in the text. We're skipping down to verse 7. Going just a tad out of order. That's okay. We're coming back to it. Joshua chapter 1 and verse 7. That you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. He says, you have the law, I want you to abide by it. Do not turn from it to the right hand. Do not turn to, uh, to it from it to the left, that you may prosper wherever you go. And he says, don't just follow the rules. Verse 8, but this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it, for then... You will make your way prosperous in that promised land. And then in that promised land, you will have good success. God says this. I'm not going to leave you. I'm not leaving you. But he says, don't you leave me. See, God doesn't move. He's the same. He's constant. And God says... Don't turn from the right. Don't turn to the left. God says, keep this, this book of the law, in our context today, would be his word. And he says, don't just keep the rules, but I want you to dig into this word. I want you to, to soak this word in. I want you to meditate on this word. You know what? We don't like meditation in 2022. Well, some people do. But as far as Christians and believers, you know why a lot of times? Because we have to sit down and shut up and focus for more than 15 seconds. Only be thou strong and courageous. Only be strong and courageous. God, what does that look like in my life? God, may I not let the book of the law depart from my mouth. And relax and listen and let God's word speak to you through his spirit. It's actually an incredible thing. Stay on track, children of Israel. Don't turn to the right. Don't turn to the left. Stay on mission. Stay grounded in the word. Meditate on the truth. 
God challenges the children of Israel to stay spiritually healthy. To stay spiritually healthy. Read the word. Let the truth sink in. Meditate on it. Don't stray from God's calling. And church family, may I say this morning, as we move into 2022, may we stay strong in our relationship with Jesus and his word. May we dive deeper into scripture than ever before. May we then stay fully committed to the mission that God has given us and the calling that God has placed on us to make disciples and have an impact in this community, in this city. May we show the love of Jesus to every single person that we come in contact with, whether on this property or off this property. May we not get sidetracked. May we stay grounded in the word. And may we not turn to the right or to the left. May we stay on mission. Because the challenge this year is for us to stay spiritually healthy. Not to, not to simply check it off. But so many of us use the new year as a time to begin in the word. And as I've said often, the book of Genesis gets worn out, man. Everybody starts in Genesis for like the first month of January. And you're like, yeah, I'm going to read my Bible. And by like Genesis 30, you're like, whoa, there's more? By the way, it's completely cool to not start in Genesis in January. Just FYI, like it's completely fine. I mean, Genesis is cool. I can tell you some places definitely not to start in in January if you'd like me to. (laughs) Chronological, Job, yeah. Anyway, trying to get myself back mentally healthy after reading Job. I want us to see lastly. I want to encourage you to read God's word, even the tough parts. I don't understand it. Just read it. Just read it. Read it maybe with a, with a commentary beside it. Read it. Just read it. Lastly, the command to be strong and courageous. Back in our text in verse 6, be strong and of good courage. For to this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them only Be strong and very courageous. Look down in verse 9. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever, once again, the promise of his presence. Wherever you go. The entire sermon, the entire text really boils down into these words. Be strong and courageous. Be strong and of good courage. Only be strong and very courageous. Do not be afraid nor dismayed. Be strong and courageous. As I mentioned this week, the Holy Spirit, as I was preparing and I was I was uh, pouring over some notes and, and putting this, this together, it, the Holy Spirit just said this needs to be our theme. And maybe this needs to be just my theme that I'll let you guys latch on to uh, with me. But simply to be strong and courageous, our underlying theme of 2022. And as we make decisions as individuals, may we make decisions strong and courageous. If we are making decisions together as a corporate body, as a church, may we make strong and courageous decisions. doesn't mean we make unwise decisions. It does not mean that we are careless or frivolous in any way. 
But it does mean that when we have to choose between uh, fear and, and courage, that we choose courage. And we don't plan to mention this every single Sunday or, or overdo this theme. I'm not a huge church theme guy. But I do want it to be an underlying thought. You will see it on the rotating slides before church. And we will address it every so often this year, this theme of strong and courageous. We are hosting this year our first ever vacation Bible school this summer. Let's do that strong and courageous. We're dedicating three months of 2022 to specific outreach partnerships. Let's do that strong and courageous. Our students are going to go on retreats in the spring, in the fall. They're going to camp in the summer. And we pray that God speaks to them in real ways. May they go on these trips and have these activities strong and courageous. In your personal life, you may face difficulties this year. I don't know what you're going to face. And you don't either this year. But can we face whatever it is strong and courageous? The battle belongs to him. When the devil tries to bring my spirit low, I'm going to face the devil strong and courageous. When the devil tries to convince me that I cannot, I understand that I can through the Holy Spirit strong and courageous. 2022 demands that the people in this church, Keystone Church, be grounded in Jesus strong and be bold in his spirit courageous. My prayer is that we take those steps this year. Step of faith. I don't know what this is. I can't see it. But I'm stepping on it. That's faith. That's faith. May our church, just like the children of Israel had to, and Joshua had to. They had to come to grips with their past. Once again, caveat. I understand. Things are still rolling. I completely get it. But we have to come to grips with what's taken place over the last two years. We have to, we have to thank God that he's brought us through that. And not only brought us through that, but blessed us through that. We've got some decisions to make. And I'll echo what Jeff said. That way if you get mad... Jeff said it first. We've gone back to work. We've gone back shopping. We've gone back to the movies. We've gone back to sporting events. We've gone back to restaurants. Thank God. I think back, man, at the beginning, we really couldn't go to restaurants, man. I was in a bind for like six weeks. And I get it, there's more to church, there's a whole lot more to church than just coming and sitting here on a Sunday morning. But it's time we get back. We can do everything else. Let me tell you something. When you go out to eat, and you put that fork in your mouth, you don't have a clue the cleaning process of that place. <laughs> when that waitress hands you a glass of water, you don't know what in the world's on that hand. It's, it's, it, the logic has to win. And we have to get back. And that doesn't mean 
that I'm feeling sick today, but I want to be strong and courageous, so I'm coming to church. Please don't. Okay? But that does mean when you wake up on a Sunday and you're like, uh, that you, uh, your car over here to 2500 Acadia Street, and you come to church even when you don't want to. That does mean that if I'm going to go to a, a, a concert or I'm going to go to a, to a, a, a movie theater or I'm going I'm to go hang out with 17 friends and cuddle up together and take a picture, that I'm, I'm going to come to church and sit on a row. I'm okay with that. Or how about this? When the church announces outreach opportunities that involve being with other people, I'm not going to use that as an excuse to not come and be a part of the outreach. You say, Josh, why are you speaking about it? I told you I was going to speak about it. This is the only time I'm leaving it. And once again, I'm not advocating for recklessness. If you do not feel well, please, for my sake, I don't want your mess. Please stay home. Please. That's not who I'm speaking to today. But it's that when I wake up and when you wake up, let me tell you something. If I didn't come to church every Sunday that I didn't want to come to church, you wouldn't have a pastor for several weeks of the year. Okay? Not going to lie to you. Some Sundays I wake up and I'm like, Lord, have mercy. Other Sundays I'm raring to go. But can we begin this year unified? Strong and courageous. With the power suit, the white shirt, the black tie, the head of a lion. I don't know. I'd just much rather live that way than cower in the corner, crouch low. Once again, I'm not, I'm not advocating us being unwise. But I am saying let's be courageous. Let's have all the God confidence that we can have. Children of Israel, man, you're about to possess. And by the way, uh, biblical geography is one of my weak areas. I'll just tell you that. But this promised land is vast. Man, this is, this is incredible. You actually have no idea what you're about to experience, children of Israel. I'm not one of these uh, preachers that tries to prophesy over you. But I will say this, church, we don't even know what our future holds. I choose to believe it's bigger and greater than we ever would think. I just want to walk. I just want to take a courageous step, and I want to keep taking them. And this right here, if I took this step, I know I'm going to fall. Okay, I understand that. But Jesus is there. I'm not going to show you this morning. But Jesus is there. He's going to lift me up, and we're going to keep going. ACL tour and everything, right, Jeff? Here's what I'm going to ask us to do as we close today. I was going to have us come forward. To me, I have it. I'll tell you what my notes say. Would you be willing to come forward and join our leaders and touch a shoulder and pray together? I'm not going to have us do that today. I understand the climate of these last couple of weeks. That's what I wanted to do. But can we, as we close, can we bow our heads together and go ahead and do that? And can we just write where we sit? And I know this is not a great visual. It's fine. Can we just commit to be together as a church? Can we commit to move forward, to be strong as a church? And when things seem difficult, that we, we push through, 
That we, when we don't know what to do, we don't turn to the right, we don't turn to the left. We stay straight. By the way, that's good. Some of, some of us that sometimes try to trust in politics, right? Do not turn to the right. Do not turn to the left. Stay straight with Jesus. May we just this morning, through silent prayer, right in your seat, can we just say, God, if you will lead me, I will follow. God, if you will lead this church, we'll follow. God, this morning, we just want to be, a rel- we're a relatively small group of people. But God, we want to do something, we want to see you do something great in this community. God, we, we're seeing families from this community come. We're seeing them come back. We're seeing God bless. We're seeing people be reached and encouraged. and We're seeing people baptized and come to, you, come to faith in Jesus. We're seeing people rededicate their lives to you. God, we want to see more of it in 2022. We want to see you exponentially. We want to see there to be a pocket of growth here. Not so we can say we've grown, but so we can say, look at all the people that God has rescued through Keystone Church. May our church be unified God, strong and courageous. In Jesus' name we pray. Thanks for listening today. If you're listening for the first time, we would love to hear from you. Maybe you have a question about the gospel of Jesus. If so, we'd like you to send us an email at hello at keystonerdu.church. If you're a regular listener to our podcast and you would like to donate to the media and outreach ministries at Keystone, your gift would allow us to do more in an effective way to get the gospel out. Thank you for partnering with us in ministry in Durham and around the world.